is I just wanted to take especially the younger kids with me, okay, because otherwise we're going to go straight in at something that they're probably going to get a bit lost with. So if not, please bear with me just for one second. I want to talk to the younger children for a minute. At school, you study lots of different things. But if you're in primary school, there is definitely a subject, beginning with S, that's relevant today, we've already heard talked about. What is it that you study beginning with S that you we've all heard about today? Go on then. Science, brilliant, thank you. Now the thing is, science is, is amazing. I'm about to say that, I'm a science teacher, right? But as you go through primary school, you learn about this subject called science. And then you go to secondary and it gets split into three different areas that you can study. Those of you who are a bit older, tell me what you're definitely paying attention to as you go into your secondary school lessons every week, Jude. Biology, chemistry and physics. Biology, chemistry and physics. So it gets revealed at a deeper level as you go to secondary school and you study the biology, the chemistry and the physics. Does anybody know what the difference is between the three? The difference between the three. Go on, Bethany, have a go. Spelt differently is true. Spelt differently is true. Biology is about things that are living or once living. They don't have to be living at the time you're studying them, but they were once living. Biology has respiration. It does have respiration, but respiration is a really good example of the second one, the chemistry. Does anyone know what chemistry is? If biology is the study of living or once living things, what's chemistry? Go on. and how they react together. You're absolutely right. And there's quite a lot of chemistry in what you're doing today. So we've got biology of the living things and once living. We've got chemistry that's the chemicals and how they react. Kitchens are full of chemistry. Anyone who cooks is using chemistry every time they turn a toaster on. There's chemistry everywhere in your kitchen, but I'll come back to that later. Third one, physics. Physics gets a bit more complicated. Gets a bit more, you've got to think about how you describe this one. Have a go, go on. Come on. It is. Electricity is in physics. Anything else? Forces. Physics tends to be the study of things that you can't actually see. You can only see the effects of it. So we've gone from living things or non-living things, living things at some point, chemical reactions that control those living things and how they and what they do. Physics is about how the molecules move and we can, can't normally see physics but we can see its effects. And then if you really want to rule the world, you've got to be a mathematician, but that's a separate, separate discussion. <laughs> um, it all gets down to maths. I hate to tell it. If you like maths, guys, you, you, you can go anywhere. It's everywhere, maths. Much as I hate to say it, but it is. It, that's secondary school. That's what you're doing at secondary school. Then if you choose, like I did, to go to university, you get into a whole world of pain, but greatness as well. You can study... Or PhD. Yeah, or PhD, whichever. Um, chemical engineering. You can study astrophysics, mycology, which is the study of fungus, microbiology, the study of small, tiny organisms you can't see with the naked eye. But ultimately, I hate to say it, it does come down to maths, but it is a separate discussion. Every layer, you feel like, and if you're honest, kids, you feel like you know that subject. At every area, you think, I know it now. I know Bethany comes home, I know how a rainbow's formed. I know, and I'm going, yeah, but there's another <coughs> side to it that you've got to learn about yet. Yeah, and there's constantly another layer within God's creation to learn as you go forward. There always will be, I think, because I think God reveals his creation at the pace we can understand. We can't understand 
some of the things that he hasn't yet revealed. And he'll take us on that journey, as he has done historically through hundreds of years, as scientists have found it out. One of the most recent areas that he's taken us on that journey with, which you may or may not have heard about, is nanotechnology. Nanotechnology didn't exist five to ten years ago, and yet now it underpins everything that is in design, design of technology, is, is being linked to or being found out through nanotechnology. And anyone, to anyone who wants a conversation with that, we can, we can have that later. But nanotechnology, its ideas come from nature. Nanotechnology, an awful lot of it, has been taken from the structure of the butterfly wing. How a giraffe pumps its, its, its blood up to the top of its neck when its heart is at the bottom. That blood goes all the way up. God's designed an incredible world, an incredible world, and we know such a small amount of it, and yet we're built with a, a desire to want to know it. That's why we send people out to space. That's why we have people being scientists. And at some level, even if you're just cooking your toast at home, there's a, there's a bit of you that wants to know how it's working. There is. And God's given us that desire. It's not a bad thing. It, it should be embraced. Everything I've done today is what I call kitchen chemistry. You can do this at home. Everything I've done, you can take home that you don't get time to do. I've got a little leaflet for you to take away if you want to do any more of it or if you don't get round everything. And everything's accessible to everybody. I've made sure that all the kids, no matter what age, will get something out of what you're doing. Every table's got some helpers. Thank you in advance to Becky, Oge. Um, I think Ollie's going to help out Oge, aren't you? Ben, Emma... Um, who else has helped me? Joe. Thank you very much for your help in getting to know the task before you did it. So it really doesn't matter where you start. I know we're going to be time dependent, so we'll see how much we can get done. I would definitely suggest the younger children start either here or at that back diagonal table, just as, just as a starting point. And when that one's done, then move on. This one is about invisible ink. I'm not going to say any more than that, but there's lemon juice and iodine on this table. So I'm only saying this for allergies. Sorry, that's my, my science teacher sidekicking in. But this, this has just um, got lemon juice and iodine on it, which is an antiseptic. Don't worry about getting it on your skin, but if you get it on your clothes, it will stain and it won't stop staining. You won't get rid of it. Vanish won't get rid of it because it stains starch. So be really careful on your clothes, but it doesn't matter so much about your skin. That one's got banana and strawberry on it if anyone's allergic to those and there's also fragrance free non watsity shampoo involved in that one and soap so anyone who's got any particular allergies on the shampoo kind of shower gel side just be careful not to touch the solution but Becky will show you how to do that one and that's extracting DNA that one that one's quite cool um, this one is making non-Utonium fluid it's slime some of you guys at primary might have made slime before um, it's a really good one to make at home, and um, that's all measured out, and if you want to make slime, that's over there. Try to resist your, the urge to put your fingers in it, guys, just because between us finishing the experiment, coming back to take communion and having lunch, you might be a bit challenged in how you figure out cleaning yourself up. So <laughs> I've, put, I've put stirring rods there for you to use and have fun with it, but if you want to take it home, each blue bag, you can put it in, and equally, it's really simple, it's just uh, cornflour water, so... Um, if you want to hassle your mum and dad to make that home and create havoc, then, then that would be good too. This one is um, just sugar and water with food colouring. And the food colouring I've left there if anyone wants to check the packet. Um, this one's very sticky, but again, completely not a problem as long as you're okay with all those ingredients. That one's about density and making a rainbow in a cylinder. So that one's quite cool as well. So 
There's a hidden message on that table to find and some hidden pictures to find um, in that one. DNA extraction, slime, which I get a feeling everybody's going to run to, and um, density of sugar, making a rainbow in a column. Wow. The four things. And you can do more than one. But the one thing I do ask is, as you go to tables, if you can just not run, kids, because if you knock the tables and water starts spilling, it's not, it's not a major issue. You just don't have a lot of everything to replenish everything. So if you could walk with your parents, that would be really helpful. Thank you. That's wonderful. So what, what we'll do is, it's 11 on that clock now. So let's say we'll take 10 to 15 minutes to do some experiments. Do finish at least one. If you finish, you can move on. But don't feel like you have to get around all of them. Uh, just pick one. And parents, <clears throat> the children are your responsibility. Just to remind you. All right. Have fun, everybody. Pick one. Okay. Uh, okay, so, um, okay, first question before we, so we'll have a little discussion, we've got a few things to share, then we'll take communion, and then we'll have lunch, and have a good time together. Uh, what, what, um, who did what? Who made, now where are we, who did the invisible stuff? Invisible bits, invisible bits, okay, and then who did, what was that one over there, DNA? DNA. Who did DNA, DNA, yeah. It was a really popular table, that. Okay. <laughs> Clearly. And this one was rainbow, right? Who was doing the rainbows? Yeah. Super. And who was doing the sludge, whatever it was? Everybody. Everybody, yeah. Nancy got some on her boat. Oh, no. What? She spilled it all over her boat. Oh, right. Oh, damn it. Very good. Very good. Moving on. <laughs> Did anything stand out from these things? Anything surprise you? Anything surprise you? Anything stand out? Anything you thought, gosh, that's that's interesting, or that's amazing, or that's, yeah. You shoot. can punch it in, it's like, you've got colors in, you put it in your hands, and it's like, it's moving like... So it's hard, liquid. and then it's smooth? Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird thing. What was... <coughs> yeah. What was... Go What's... What's your problem? Okay. Alright. <laughs> not, not like nature. <laughs> yeah, Dan, what you got? Yeah. Oh. Yes, yeah, Sam. Can you remember? Did you do the rainbow? And was it... Was it pretty? Was it? Would you like to do it again at home when you get home? <laughs> with all the mummy's food colourings from her cake colourings. Yeah, that's what you can make an amazing one. Yeah, I think that'd be a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dan, what you got? I was quite surprised that I've never noticed before how water and coal flour react. Water and coal flour? Because normally, like I say, I've never noticed that fact it's just that weird thing. Because we always heat it up. And when it heats it, 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 it loses its ability, the molecules and separate. Like, mm. that's quite interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anything else? If not, I'm going to ask Dor to tell us what we were supposed to notice. Okay. Can you? Okay. So this one um, is it had some uh, words on it. I actually spread. It's got you. Got you. Did anyone find out what the words were? I know you saw one. I feel slightly biased picking you though. <laughs> <laughs> Use the only hand. Go on. What is it? 
One of them was God, so there was some, a hidden message called God. And then, <laughs> I love you, you're amazing. Is there anybody else who might have seen the other one? What was the other word? Can you remember what it was? No? Elsie, did you see it? It was, but can you remember what it was? Can you remember what it... Someone did write, God loves you. Brilliant. That was actually Patricia who wrote that. So well done. And there's actually one spelling out prayer as well. I didn't do creation because I thought if one of the older kids did that, they'd figure it out too quickly. So I did God and I did prayer. This is lemon juice and it reacts with iodine. It, the starch in the paper turns iodine black and the lemon juice stops that reaction. So you end up with a paler letter or drawing in the middle and then a blacker or slightly more purpley paper underneath, which allows you to see the letter. Um, it actually is true invisible ink. It will fade away to nothing again, and then you put iodine back on it to reveal it again. So um, if you want to do that one at home, it's quite cool for sending, for sending notes. Um, this one was um, extracting DNA. It didn't work so well with the banana. It kinda, it, we got a few threads, um, but the strawberry ones work really well. If you look at the interface, if you get some time afterwards, you've got the red strawberry juice at the bottom, You've got the blue from the method cleaner at the top, and then at the mi in the middle, uh, between the two, there's a white cloud. Um, and as I was explaining to Charlotte, it, it, it's, it's not strictly speaking the DNA that appears white, it's the protein associated with the DNA. But where you see white, all of the DNA is coiled around it. So the white haze is the DNA from all the cells that were present in the strawberry before I crushed it up um, last night and left it in the fridge. So that, that one's the DNA or representing the DNA that you can see. Um, the non-Newtonian fluid at the back is the coolest one, and next time I'm just going to do three tables of slime, because that was, it was, it's just really good fun. A lot of you did get to a point where you stirred it enough that when you stirred, it actually cracked. And um, I know that a few of the older ones have put it in a bag, and if you, if you hit it against the surface, it turns solid. So it will hurt a lot. Um, and then if you pour it, to pour it out of the bag, it behaves like a liquid. And that's because the starch in the corn flour, when you hit it, the pressure pushes the molecules together. A bit like we are now, it pushes us, we're all together, we're close to each other. They can't change shape. When Malcolm's finished and we all spread out, that's what happens in a fluid and the molecules are free to move. And so when it's not being put under pressure, the molecules flow like a, a liquid, but when they're hit or when they're struck or when they're stirred, the pressure pushes them together and they crack like a solid. So um, it's a really good one at home to make a ball in your hand, to keep the pressure on it, and it sits as a ball in your hand until you let the pressure go and then it runs through your fingers um, like a liquid. So that's quite cool to do at home as well. Um, you put a bit of PVA sink. over the sink, or at least over a solid floor, not over carpet, because it's really hard to clean, really hard to clean up off carpet, because every pressure you put on it makes it like a solid, and as soon as you stop, it goes back to a liquid, so it's really hard to clean up. Definitely a kitchen one, that one. Um, and this one is really, you can actually see they get clearer. The longer you leave these density columns, the more the colour is. This is related to, when, sh when things dissolve, they don't disappear. It's a common misconception that kids can't see it anymore, so therefore it's not there. And actually, what it does is, it's using the density of sugar to, to sit on top of each other and create the colour. So the, the solution with the most sugar is coloured blue at the bottom, and it's the heaviest, and therefore sits at the bottom. And then there's a tablespoon of difference between each of the colours. So the green had three tablespoons, the yellow had two, and the red had one. 
And then at the point where they hit each other, the food dyes start to mix. So the red and the yellow start to mix to create the orange colour. So you end up with a continuous spectrum in the um, cylinder. You can do it at home in a, in a, a tall glass. It works quite well in a highball glass. Um, as well with um, food colourings and it's literally just sugar dissolved but the key is with that one is to keep as with the Newtonian fluid it's got to be stirred enough things have actually got to dissolve and then they, they sit on top of each other heavy ones at the bottom lighter ones at the top mm. so that's wow. what you did I think we should give Dawn a round yeah. <laughs> That's brilliant. I, I think one of the great things about being a church like this is we've got different people with different gifts and experiences that can teach us and show us different aspects of who God is and what he's done. So thank you for that, Dawn, and I'm sure we've had some fun. I'm not going to detain us very long. I've just got a couple of thoughts that we might take away from today, and then we'll take communion and have lunch. I think that one of the um, traditional ideas about science and God is that they're in a fight. And I would say that there is no need for science and God or religion to be in a fight. That's not necessary. And I'm, I'm not going to go through everything I have here, but as Galileo said, the Bible teaches you how to go to heaven, not how the heavens go. We're not supposed to use the Bible as a science text. Uh, that's, that's a different uh, issue. But in, and so... On the other hand, science and God are not separate. They're not separate uh, issues if God made everything. C.S. Lewis said, men became scientific because they expected law in nature, uh, because they believed in a law giver. That's why we're scientific. It's why we look into science. It's because if you're a Christian, you expect there to be laws there. And Francis Bacon said, God has provided us with two books the book of nature and the Bible. To be properly educated, one must give one's mind to studying both. And I'd agree with that. If we don't study science, we don't understand a lot of things about God. But if we don't understand the Bible, we don't understand the relationship of God with us and how uh, what his plans are for us. Um, let me skip a couple of things here, but just to make the point that the uh, pr first proponent of the Big Bang Theory was not Einstein. A lot of people think about him as, as being the person, but actually it was um, this chap, a, um, a Roman Catholic priest and a professor of physics. He's the one who in 1927 proposed it, and Einstein thought it was a terrible theory, and he said, uh, your, your maths is correct, but your physics is abominable. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that brilliant? From Einstein. And then, but later, it, it was shown that um, you could scientifically uh, justify that theory, and Einstein himself accepted it. We live in an amazing universe. I mean, how did God do it? We, I, I love what you said earlier, Dawn, about how, to paraphrase you, that God reveals things at the time, scientifically, for us to be able to, that we can handle and we can understand. And I, I, I like that thought, because we are discovering more and more about our world. But the more we discover about it, the more complex we discover it to be. Therefore, the more in awe of God we should be, as we understand more about that. Um, this numbers thing blew me away when I read this. Um, let me find it here. Roger Penrose calculated the odds of everything that needs to be the case in, in the universe to be the right 
way things have to be so that life can exist. The odds of that, of that are about 10 to the power of 10 to the power of 123. So if you write that down in normal notation, that would require 10 to the 43 times as many zeros as there are particles in the universe. Now, I, I think sometimes we get to numbers where they actually don't mean anything anymore. And I think that's just a, you know, that's just a number beyond comprehension, isn't it? But we're talking about an amazing world, and that here we are. Here we are, people relating to one another and being able to have a relationship with God. How amazing that is. And I think the proper response to that is to say, if that is the case, then all the more reason for me to seek God, for me to want to know him. Because look at the chances of me being here randomly. He must have a purpose. There must be a reason for us to be here. So, is... Um, is God part of science? I would say no. God's not a testable hypothesis, like some of the things we've been doing here today. Um, but science can be investigated, uh, can be viewed as investigating <coughs> how God operates, finding out his laws. And that's how the scientists of the past, and many even of today, still approach things. There is a bit of a myth that goes around that says all serious scientists are atheists. And that's not true at all. Some of the most uh, renowned scientists of our day are people of Christian faith. And, and so it is possible to have faith and be somebody who believes, uh, uh, who loves science. Romans chapter 1, verse 20. Since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and his divine nature have been clearly seen and being understood from what is being made so that men are without excuse. The created world is meant to give us reasons for faith. And I think we'd agree with that. Psalm 19, just to finish off. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day they pour forth speech. Night after night they display knowledge. There is no speech or language where their voice is not heard. Their voice goes out into all the earth. Their words to the ends of the world. All of humankind has the ability to worship God because they see what he has made. And so do we here today. So, we're going to finish off just with a reminder that how do we know that all of what we see is relevant and the teachings of Jesus are relevant? It's by putting them into practice. As Jesus said, if we live out what he taught, we will discover that it works. <coughs> the universe works because God has made it so. Our lives fit into that and work if we pay attention to what Jesus taught us from his word. And we're going to take bread and wine now. We're going to take some bread and wine. Uh, it represents the... Uh, let's be careful there. Okay. Um, we're going to take some bread and wine that represents... The, the body of Jesus given on the cross, the blood that he shed on the cross. And we're going to do that because it honours what Jesus said, which is to remember him as the author of creation, all of what we've made. So let's pray together. Father, we want to thank you for the amazing world we live in, part of this solar system, the galaxy and the universe, uh, made by you from nothing. You just spoke and there was light. You spoke and everything came into existence. Father, we can't begin to imagine what that was like. But we thank you for revealing some of what it 
took for you to do this, some of the science behind it. Thanks for re revealing that. We pray, Father, that as we look at the world and understand it better, it will lead us to a deeper sense of awe and wonder at you. And Father, as we do that, we pray you'll help us to remember that this was done so that we could have a relationship with you. And help us remember that it's through Jesus we get this. And because of his sacrifice on the cross. We, we're very grateful that we can take this bread and wine right now. And we pray that it will feed us spiritually, God. Bond us together in love with one another and with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's take bread and wine together.